Welcome back yeah. to Legit Bat. I'm Joe, Jen's here, Ben's here, Lene's here, and we have Nick Hinton, Nick Hinton in the house. Uh, I've been trying yo, to schedule yo. this dude for a year and a half-ish, and our schedules just never lined up, and it finally, the stars aligned today, and we all are here together today. So, And if you hear birds in the background, that's just because he's outside like a G. So, Nick, <laughs> for, the, for the 10 people that don't know who you are, uh, why don't you give a quick introduction on what you do and the books you write and all that stuff? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I apologize for taking a year to get my shit together. Um, and also, I can't, I went inside, dude. I was not dealing with any of that nonsense oh, okay. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I am an author and an artist, and I have pretty much dedicated the past 10 years to finding the truth, and that has led me down a million different insane rabbit holes and also to me constantly changing my mind. So... Yeah, so now I don't necessarily believe we live in a simulation controlled by Saturn. I do think that there's something to the whole black cube thing, obviously, still. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the best intro I can give. I don't look at myself as a fancy intellectual or philosopher anymore. I just, it's cringy. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to figure things out. Well, let's go. Let's start there then and uh, go from how your mind has changed, which a lot of people, you know, look down on. And they're like, oh, he's flip flopping or whatever. And there's a lot of people, you'll get shit from everybody. So, I think it's better if you can find new information and change your mind about it because that shows you're at least you know humble enough to say ah, I think I was wrong on this point. So start out with your the first book, the Saturn simulation theory, and then how that you know evolved from there to where you are now. Yeah. So for people who don't know, when I started you know diving into conspiracies like ten years ago, one of the first things that caught my eye was the Saturn hexagon. Right. You know, the hexagon on top of Saturn. Um, oh, yeah. I was wondering why the hell no one was talking about that. It just Hold seems on. so. I don't what? know what that is. So give me. <laughs> so here's the thing is I, I don't know shit about Dick. So explain <laughs> a little farther than you normally would about what you're talking about. Or I'm just going to go with the theory of the fucking hexagon. On, I don't know anything about what that means. Explain it as there, if we don't know. There, you know how Jupiter has a giant storm on it? The yeah. eyeball thing. Supposedly. Well, there, yeah, supposedly. I don't believe in space. I'll just be straight up honest. But it is fake um, and gay. We know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's been a running theme uh, lately. But um, yeah, so there's a hexagonal storm on top of Saturn. And okay. when I first, supposedly, when I first found, you know, I, it's probably CGI. Um, but when I first found this out, I was wondering why um, scientists had no idea how it worked, why no one was talking about it. And then I fell into a rabbit hole of like David Icke and other random kind of schizo YouTubers saying that there is a device inside Saturn emitting a frequency um, that is hacking our perception and putting us in some kind of simulation, which might be true to an extent. I do believe that there are some kind of frequencies out there that people are channeling sure. when they when they are um, coming up with these ideas like AI, for example, or giant black cube computers called D-Wave. Um, but yeah, so like when I first stumbled upon this, I was led into a, a rabbit hole of the hexagon symbolizing the cube. Because um, if you draw some lines on the inside of a, a hexagon, you get a Necker cube. It's that cube that you right. doodle um, on your homework and stuff back in the day. Um, right, the, the hexagon is just a cube with two triangles on either end. Yeah, so if you if you draw a hexagon. Right. Um. Yeah, it's the shadow. It's a two-dimensional shadow, a three-dimensional cube. Right. And so then I found out that a lot of ancient cultures 
actually worship Saturn using a cube, a black cube. And, um, you know, this black cube is also in a lot of pop culture today. And a lot of the times it's also a tesseract, a time cube, right? Or a four-dimensional right. hypercube. And so I was very interested in this, found out that Saturn is Kronos, the god of time, and he's symbolized by a cube and all these different things. So I was convinced that Saturn was like the god of this world, the demiurge or whatever, demiurge, the Gnostic god um, that trapped us in a false illusory reality. Right. Now they and, have a whole, don't they have a whole time frame of that called uh, Saturn's golden age? Yeah. So that's one theory is that Saturn, before it became a brown dwarf, it was actually a star. Gotcha. Um, and that we used to like be in its orbit or something and live in, a, in like an eternal summer, like a paradise or right, Eden. Right, right. I don't necessarily believe that anymore. But yeah, for a while I was convinced that we were in like some Saturnian simulation. And now I believe that's just the goal. And they actually mm -hmm. want us to be um, decoding movies and stuff, trying to find the symbolism to actually be unwittingly indoctrinated into their weirdo belief system where we're just kind of disassociated and spaced out thinking that nothing's real, but it's a really disempowering view. So <laughs> I actually really like that idea too, because we do Joe and I've talked about this before of how many people go down the rabbit hole, never to return where they literally don't trust anything. And I'm like, at some point you have to think that something is real. Otherwise you're, mm. you're going to drive yourself fucking crazy constantly thinking everything is a psyop and I'm not saying there aren't a shitload of psyops and I'm not saying we don't live in an age where those are riddled both in pop culture and in our realistic lives but it's the idea that it's like dude something's got to be real and the idea sure. that nothing's real is just one dismal what fucking life is that uh but two it's like I don't think that that's true I think that reality is different than what we know but it's also still real just in a different sense Right. We're just yeah, trying to well, figure out what is real. And that's the hard part. And that's the gray area where you, right. you're trying to keep between the two ideas of everything's fake or, you know, or the, the blue pill of all of this is real and that's it. And you die and it's fades to black or whatever. So it's always somewhere in the middle. But sorry, Nick, I cut you off. Oh, no, you're all good. But I was just going to say that, yeah, to live in the Truman Show is a very kind of like MK Ultra state of being right. Like thinking that everyone's an act. It's literally you know, making you kind of schizo, right? And I think right. that's the point. I think that the reason for conspiracy theories being allowed to propagate on the internet is like, you know, obviously they put pushback on some of them, right? But I, I feel like it's almost reverse psychology. Like, I feel like they're socially engineering us into becoming radicals and dividing the country, right? You have the normies and then you have the quote unquote truth seekers, right? And I think that's all being done by design in a way. Um, it's almost kind of like an IQ test as well, because these people, the quote unquote Illuminati or whatever, are obsessed with the intellect. And so I think they're kind of forcing us into these echo chambers to indoctrinate us into their belief systems, because they know that we're not going to be satisfied with watching a movie. So they're like, hey, if we just um, put these different codes in there, you know, for the people that aren't interested in movies, they'll watch them anyways, just to decode it, right? And then we unwittingly become tools of rev of the revelation of the method that way. And so then we become agents of the apocalypse in a sense, you know, giving everyone new rabbit holes for them to dive down and even more people kind of losing their minds. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But how, so how did that? Uh, I mean, I, we all start somewhere with, you know, thinking shit's fake or Saturn moon matrix, all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, I never really got that far into that 
particular, the Saturn moon matrix thing. I don't even know what that is really. I, I'm assuming it's something to do with what you, you know, your first book was about, but what yeah. is the, uh, how did that lead into your second book? So the second book was just how basically, you know, the new agers and occultists and just a lot of people think that we're entering the age of Aquarius, which is like, you know, this enlightened age, um, the return of the golden age. And, you know, like you guys said, you know, the age of Saturn. So I figured that, you know, and Aquarius being the age that's ruled by Saturn, I figured that maybe we're seeing all of this Saturn symbolism pop up in um, the media at this time, because we are approaching that age of Aquarius or the age of Saturn again. And maybe, th and maybe we really are about to experience some kind of crazy enlightenment and break out of the matrix and all this stuff. You know, that's where my mind was at the time. And um, so, yeah, the, the whole idea though was basically because these black cubes seem to symbolize Saturn and, you know, you see them in a lot of different AI technology, quantum computing technology. I figured we were about to enter, enter a more like quantum age. Like, you know, the symbol of Aquarius is like a wave. So, you know, and the quantum technology is based on the wave function. And so I thought we were about to see reality become more wavy in a sense, or like the veil is going to be thinner and we're going to experience more high strangeness, more synchronicities. Um, and yeah, that's definitely happening, but I think that's by design to kind of sigh out people into believing that there is a great awakening happening when really the great awakening is another part of this social engineering that I was talking about earlier. Interesting. Because so how does... just real quick, I was just going to say, because when, you know, the, the Masons, right, the, they use that checkerboard and it represents the game of life, the chessboard. And I believe that what everything that's happening right now, in a sense, is kind of this like alchemical transmutation of the entire planet where they are exposing the scapegoats on purpose, the deep, dark, satanic cabal, so they can sacrifice them and usher in a totally new system where it appears that the good guys win. But that's the Luciferian white checkerboard of the system coming into play. And so all of this new age propaganda is to kind of trick people into accepting the actual antichrist in my opinion wow we were just talking about this outside a couple of days ago that i was saying that i've said for a while that everything that happened with covid and the things that the media is doing right now with teaching little kids that they are maybe don't have a gender just weird shit like that is so unnatural and so many people go against it naturally but mm -hmm. the media is pushing it and making it seem like most people aren't doing that, that they're believing in it, that they're like they're making us think most people are leftist, crazy people or whatever. But my biggest fear was that they're going to flip and everything will come true, quote unquote. And they'll say, you know what? You guys were right this whole time. Good job. And then they'll indoctrinate us a different way with some other new rules that we'll totally buy into because they're on our side now. So I totally agree with you. It's kind of scary. Yeah, and exactly. And I am starting to think that the QAnon narrative might be somewhat vindicated. You know, Trump seems to be making kind of a comeback. Um, a lot of people are waking up to the vaccines. Like, even your neighbor will tell you, yeah, don't listen to the news. Like, everyone's talking about UFOs. Like, I hear it in the freaking grocery stores. Like, well, that's being theory. pushed on a whole other level right now. Everything in the news is space and aliens and motherships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Send yeah. Joe a new article on Yahoo News. I'm like, look, the top headline today is from Science Live about what other aliens in space or that our universe is maybe shaped this certain way or it's all related to space it's and aliens right now. now. Do you yeah. hear that? Yeah. 
Yeah, and the Pentagon said there's a mothership. It's like, yeah, totally. Totally, bro. There's definitely <laughs> a mother. <laughs> yeah, nobody's really... They're talking about it, but no one's freaked out about it. They're seeding it in so that we maybe accept it when they try to... I don't know, do Project Bluebeam? Who knows? Yeah, and, the, and the, these are the kind of things that lead people to believe that we're in a Truman Show type of scripted reality type of thing. And I don't I don't know how... I think some of it is, but... To an extent, it is, for sure. Yeah, but you do... I mean, as far as you want to believe in free will in the that, you know, you actually have uh, authority over the way you live your life is a lot of people will shit on that and say you're delusional to think that. And then other people are like, no, I totally chose to do this. So it's always... I mean, it's your free choice to decide where you fall in that. But so one of the first things I remember hearing uh, when I heard you on uh, some show, probably tinfoil hat or something, but uh, was the randonautica stuff. And I know you've parted ways with that since then. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go into a little bit about that, too? Because the dimension jumping thing is very interesting. And uh, I've heard some crazy stories about people who claim they've jumped dimensions and all that stuff. So how did you get in involved with all that? Um. Yeah, the way I got involved is kind of super confusing. It was all just very synchronistic. Like, um, basically, before I started posting threads on Twitter, I was posting them all on Reddit. And that was when I was in philosophy school and I was just writing essays for fun after I was finished with my regular essays. Because, um, yeah, I wanted to write about Saturn cubes and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, that's what I really wanted to write about. So I would do that for fun. And then I looked for the only long format platform and that happened to be Reddit. So I was posting all my stuff there. And the people who followed me kept telling me to watch this show called The OA. And I hate watching TV shows because um, I just have ADHD and I just get really bored. But anyways, I decided, fine, I have like a bunch of messages telling me to do this. Maybe there's something to it. They're like, bro, trust me. It's got Krakens, cubes, everything you've ever dreamed of. It's got it all. So I was like, okay, fine. Mudras. I, I found out about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Mudras with the hand symbol. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I decided to watch it. And then in the last season, there is a um, there's a dimension jumping app. And I had just been like after seeing that, I was like, dude, I that'd be so cool if there was a real life dimension jumping app, you know. And then literally the next day, someone sends me another article. You know, I feel like I was being prodded, honestly, like it was kind of like an ARG situation. But um, yeah, Sounds someone a little scripted, me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the Truman Show reality right there. Um, but I think it's possible to break out of that and it, and it doesn't take like transcending reality or turning into a space being and blasting off into another dimension. I think that's all nonsense. I think it's as simple as just believing God. Um, but so yeah, I got sent this other article about a real life app that was supposedly helping people dimension jump, glitch the matrix, all these different things. And so I found this little chat room, I guess on telegram decided to join um, I was super passionate about the project. I was obsessed with it. It was amazing. It's like I had manifested, you know, my dream, I guess, of just find like, you know, I finally felt like I found what I was looking for in life. Like that's something extra, that's something more. And um, yeah, so I just started like creating logos, promoting them, writing articles about them. And then like eventually started working for them through that. And um, yeah, so things just kind of got weird at a point. And um, but yeah, I mean, dude, that thing, it seemed to be a catalyst for a lot of the adventures that I took around the country that I was telling you guys about before we got on air. Yeah. That, I mean, that app, I mean, I downloaded it 
uh, it's been a couple of years now, I guess, but I, I tried to use it a couple of times because I have a job where I drive around all day anyway. So I'm like, oh, this will be easy. You know, so for mm-hmm. anybody who's not familiar with Randonautica, it's this app that generates a random uh, GPS coordinate within a specified radius around you. And it's the idea from what I can understand is to put you in a spot you normally wouldn't be in. And I, Nick, I think you called it um, probability tunnels or reality tunnels. Or well, it's based like on that. intention too, because you have to have an intention in your mind when you yeah. when you request the random coordinates. So the, the reality yeah. tunnel, the probability tunnel, whatever is like, a, it, it's a big area of things you might do during the day. And it's usually within a pretty defined set, especially for people who are very rigid with their schedule <laughs> like Ben. Mm-hmm. So it, the point was to kind of put you outside of that tunnel and therefore like switching dimensions because it's something you wouldn't fucking do. So I yeah. I would have a, a coordinate place. It would be on my route, but it would be somewhere I would never go. It'd be in a field or, you know, whatever. And there's a lot of weird stories that came out of that of people finding odd things at these random locations like dead bodies and uh, right. tr- trinkets or whatever else. So there's something weird to it, but it's also kind of kind of ai-ish because it's a random number generator you know so i'm like i don't trust ai farther than i can take a piss on it so i don't i don't know what to think about it i don't have that app anymore so well yeah sorry that was probably the important part and more of what you were looking for is (laughs) how the app works um yeah so they're they're linked up to a quantum computer at the university some university in australia and um so oh my god these fucking dogs (laughs) <laughs> sorry, I, 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 right. we, we have a lot of random random I, animal noises that happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's no big deal. So, anyways, yeah, the whole idea is like th- those probability tunnels, reality tunnels. That comes right out of their literature. It wasn't something I was super familiar with until joining, and you know, learning about how everything works. But apparently, a lot of it's based on like the scordianism and chaos magic. And if you look up what a reality tunnel is, it's I think it was coined by Robert Anton Wilson. Either him or Timothy Leary. But, you know, these guys were Discordian Stellamites. They were studying exactly the same thing, like how to jump realities. But it wasn't that mystical. It was more of like, you know, the model of reality you build in your head is the tunnel that you kind of operate in. And so if we truly live in a deterministic universe where your subconscious mind determines kind of everything you do, um, then the only way to break out of that deterministic universe is to have some quantum help. You use quantum randomness, something that's truly random. And so they use this quantum computer to generate truly random coordinates. And then you walk there and yeah, it creates synchronicities kind of like chaos magic is designed to. And yeah, so first thing I ever found wasn't too crazy. I mean, it was a light post or a lamp or something in the street. And, um, when I walked up to it, I mean, the light was flickering and that was kind of cool to me. And um, I tried to take a picture of it. My phone died. As soon as I walked away, it turned back on. So oh, I, wa- I, I was immediately hooked. But yeah, I didn't find a dead body. So oh, that's, good. <laughs> that's probably good. Yeah. 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 yeah I you saw some I... really cool threads, too. Oh, go ahead, Ben. Oh, no. I was just going to say you would have a whole different reason the CIA was after you if that was the case. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but well, yeah, so I saw stuff where like people that. were dead, like they were they would have that intention. Like we we were thinking of death. We asked for death and then they would find a dead body or they were thinking of blue and they'd walk into a field and there'd be like an abandoned blue couch or something. Well, yeah, the yeah, kids really who found strange. that dead body were thinking about travel and they found a suitcase with body parts in it. <laughs> um, oh, wow. That's right. Yeah, I remember that one. But yeah, it was stuff like that. It was stuff like that, that back in the day, you know, reading Robert Anton Wilson, reading about um, 
the Discordians and how they wanted to basically bring in the divine feminine goddess, Eris, the goddess of chaos, and free humanity from its, like, I don't know, its limited belief systems and all these different things. Like, that's kind of what I was believing at the time, is that we were going to actually enter the age of Aquarius and that stuff like dimension jumping was going to become more... Um, I just, I guess just popular as reality became more wavy and more quantum. Right. Um, but yeah, so that whole experiment is tied to things like psychogeography, cybernetics, and yeah, like you said, AI. So yeah, I felt like I was contributing to the singularity and I was like, okay, maybe I should not be doing this. Yeah. So now you're just trying to like escape the matrix. Like we all are just kind of from a different perspective. It sounds like now checking out of the system and whatnot. Mm -hmm. which i don't know if that's even possible especially now in 2023 it's kind of hard to I mean, we've talked about this so many times about you know separating yourself from this matrix world and all that stuff and how did i guess i'm trying to get it like how how has that shaped what you think of now because how how do you uh reconcile these previous thoughts and ideas with how you think now i mean it's just deception it's just there's so many different um there's so many different mystical systems that are just literally designed to drag you into the psychological labyrinth um and that is truly kind of the underworld right like you don't have to necessarily go underground to be initiated into the to the occult mysteries it's more of like something that happens in your mind and i feel like robert anton wilson was not kidding when he said, um, you might be in the Illuminati and not even know it. You might have already been initiated and not even know it. It's like this game that they're playing on everyone, um, indoctrinating people, and then they go out and spread their crazy ideas that they heard somewhere. You almost become kind of a spook for them because you're literally just repeating the same shit that the Illuminati believes. Like, yeah, we live in a matrix and Saturn's God and this, this, and that, and you're, you're a dimension jumper. It's like all of it's nonsense. And yeah, I really believe that the only truth is Jesus Christ, which I know that's going to be super crazy for other people to hear, but that seems like the only narrow path to me. Um, because, I mean, even Paul says that, like, I fear that the simplicity of the gospel will actually bewitch you to chase after more complex doctrines. And, yeah, I mean, I was literally being initiated into a Gnostic worldview. It's like that's how deluded I was. I was believing that Lucifer was actually bringing me enlightenment and that I would escape the matrix and all this crap. So yeah, I mean, he, he talks about high lofty sounding nonsense and empty philosophies and the traditions of elementals and all these different things. And I feel like that's all I was chasing and I've never, it never filled the void. Like it, it always led to more emptiness and more madness and more questions and answers. So let me see if I got this right. <clears throat> so there's what, what I would I guess you could categorize as the main darkness, the overarching uh, thing that all of us know is there and pushing an agenda, but that virtually these pathways that we see as the way to get out of it, like you said, escaping the matrix and all this other stuff. Are are you just saying that that is also a part of their plan as control? Yeah, they want. Yeah, they want to create opposition? neos. Yeah, they want to create neos. They gotcha. want to create self-idolizing neos who are into the mystical self-actualization of becoming a transcendent being, a star baby, whatever they, you know, whatever it is, a star seed, sorry. 
Dude, um, that terminology drives me nuts. The idea, okay, whatever, but that the terminology of the new age is so cringe. I can't even hang with well, it. Well, guess who? Guess who invented gross. that? Guess who invented that? Who? It's hey, Robert Anton Leary. Wilson. Oh. Yeah, it's Timothy Leary. Yeah, yes. and Robert Anton Wilson helped spread it. And that is where all of this Illuminati stuff came from, right? Like, I mean, obviously it was there beforehand, but Robert Anton Wilson was—he's accredited for bringing it super duper mainstream. Like, that's where the Illuminati card game comes from. Like. The Illuminati trilogy, sorry, that's where that game comes from. And that's where pretty that's the time that pretty much everyone started, you know, making cartoons and movies about all these crazy ideas was right after the JFK assassination, which Robert Anton Wilson, Leary, and all these guys were tied to in some weird synchronistical or synchromystical way. Like basically what I think is that they are, like I said, they're exposing themselves on purpose. They have their sacrificial scapegoats, which is the deep state. And so they're showing that to us on purpose because the Bible tells us that for the Antichrist to actually succeed, you know, the trick has to be super clever. It will deceive even the elect if possible. Right. A strong delusion. I, I've talked about that before. The It says God sends a strong delusion that even the elect might be deceived. Do you think that's what this is? The new age shit? And the yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So they're literally creating all of these neos. They're radicalizing us into becoming Gnostic revolutionaries who want to go to war with the deep state. And then, like I said, once those people are sacrificed, that will we will be fooled into actually, you know, we'll be fooled into helping them usher in the actual Antichrist system. Because when all of this stuff goes away, I guarantee you they'll be like, okay, now we need like an inclusive one world religion where it's like, you know, everyone's right. There is no objective truth. You know, everyone creates their own reality. Um, you know, just nonsense like that. Uh, really, really quick, since I know Joe mentioned that you're on a time crunch, uh, two things that you said before we actually introed it. I want to know about this fucking demon sighting and the men in black experiences. I need, oh I, I fucking have to hear this shit. Um, okay. So <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't want to go super deep into the demon thing, but basically it was like a sleep paralysis experience or okay. this thing with. This thing, I had just gotten baptized. Um, I had come to my conclusion that Jesus was the answer intellectually, but I hadn't truly given up anything or tried to change anything. Like I didn't open my heart to the idea. It just logically made sense to me. Okay. So I was still dabbling in astrology, studying numerology, just doing everything as normal. And things just got way worse because um, it was like I switched over sides or something, you know, and they were pissed and I wasn't giving myself any protection. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. I woke up one night and there was like a succubus on top of me with all white eyes moving its mouth really fast and just going wah, 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 wah. I swear to God, that was the noise it was making. And then I just said like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And then that thing, like I just woke up and everything was fine. But like it was fucking gnarly. Yeah. And then the men in black, one of them ironically happened while I was random nodding. I was random nodding. I was random nodding. I was led to a beach. Um, I was in Florida at the time and I was led to a beach behind a hotel. I was with a friend. We jumped the fence. We went onto the beach. Um, and there was a blue orb hovering over the water. So my friend runs over to the water to, to chase this thing down. They're yelling at me. They're like, Nick, how are you not losing your mind? How are you not freaking out? And I just, at that point we had seen so much crazy stuff already that I just didn't care. I was like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. So I'm just sitting there looking at this thing and, um, yeah, I'm kind of like 
I'm kind of like praying, I guess. I'm just like, is this real? Like, show me a sign, universe, whatever. Like, show me something that I know for sure is real. And then I see another light blinking um, down above the sand, like to my right. And so I'm looking at this blinking light and I'm like trying to be logical. I'm like, is this like someone riding their bike with a headlight bumping up and down? Is this a flashlight? Like, I don't know what this is. So I'm just looking at that. And then I turn to my left and then there's a guy in an all black suit, like black, like your typical men in black, like black fedora and just walking on the beach and headed towards this light. And then real quick, before you go on with the story now, did they have any like of the stereotypical weird characteristics, super tall, long hands, uh, weird skin color. Did you notice anything in the moment? Like when you did, saw, did them? they know how to human? Cause a lot of men in black yeah. don't know how to human very well from what I've well, heard. Well, the, the thing, the thing that's, this might discredit the story, but me and my friend were pretty drunk. Yeah. It doesn't discredit <laughs> shit to me. I know <laughs> that's a gateway. Like, oh, yeah. were you drunk when this happened? I don't see shit. I'm not hallucinating when I'm drunk. Never once have I seen something that isn't there when I'm drunk. I've seen it yeah. blurry, but it's there. Or I've yeah. seen two. I've seen two of the weird shit, but, <laughs> it, it, but it wasn't it wasn't not there. And it's the same thing with getting high. I have only hallucinated twice on weed. And that was a very <laughs> long time ago. And, on the weed. And I knew that I was fucked off. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things where I go, okay, so people have these instances and it's been said more and more. Everybody's like, Oh, they were high on, you know, whatever it's meth, heroin, things that can really alter your state of consciousness. But that right there has also been argued that it doesn't mean it's not real. It's the fact that saying that sometimes invalidates the story when in reality, that altered state of consciousness, whether it be by, in, uh, you know, something you ingested or fucking polarity of magnetism, it is a gateway. And that is why they are coming to you because they know that it'll discredit if you say that when in reality, it's like, no, that's why it happened in the first place. Well, that's it. Yeah, no, that's actually ex pretty much exactly what someone I'd asked told me as as some guy I looked up to at the time. Maybe handler, I don't know. But I asked him, I was like, hey, me and my friends were drunk. Do you think this like helped with what I saw? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Like you're going to be in a more loose state of being, I guess. Like it's kind of more chaos, you know, more chaos right. is introduced into the situation when you're, you know, free like that. And you're um, subjecting yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the reason I mentioned we were drunk is because we were trespassing, right? We're in this private hotel's beach and we're screaming, right? Like my friend is in the water running around screaming <laughs> at this blue, at this blue light. And I'm just standing there. And, um, Dude. this guy, yeah, this guy, he did it. He did it human very well. Cause if he was, a, <laughs> if he, if he was a, like, I don't know, some kind of like security guard, um, he wasn't doing a very good job because he did not even turn his head to look at either one of us. Uh. And I, I thought that was super weird. Just kept his face straight forward. And like, it was like 3am or something like that. And I'm not saying that because of the witching hour. I just, I'm pretty sure it was like two to three in the morning at that point because we'd been drinking all night and ran or not. <laughs> it's the only time I would say two drunk guys yelling at a blue orb needed a fucking gun, dude. Was, did was did he dude, talk to you? Yeah. Was did he, he say anything? No, was he no, pasty? No, no, no. So this is why I mentioned that it was dark. Like I couldn't see his face. I couldn't uh, see his face. And my friend was beyond him in the water and I was in front of him on the sand. So he's like walking in between us. And, but from, kind of probably like 20 yards away from me and 20 yards from my friend. And um, yeah, so as soon as he passed, I like ran over to my friend and I was just like, yo, we need to go. And they're like, that was our chance to talk to the men in black. I was like, no, it wasn't. We're leaving. 
And no, fuck that's, that. I'm not talking yeah. to them. Yeah, that was pretty much the end of that. And, You're and, drunk, you know, I Nick. Tra- go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to like even rationalize that as like, yeah, it was either a security guard or maybe it was just a guy that just came right. home from a funeral and he's really sad and he just wants to walk in the beach in a suit. Like, oh I don't <laughs> Brains go to such weird places to make things okay. I've totally yeah. done stuff like that where you see something weird and you're like, what is that? Uh, you know what? It's okay. It's probably just uh, a weather balloon. Who knows? Well, it's and, right, right. obviously. And, and the worst part about those stories are is that not only is, like, think about in a positive way how much your, your consciousness can uh, create things so, you know, we're always talking about consciousness manifesting. It's the same idea. It's like if you look at any kind of uh, mental illness that has to do with any kind of like personality disorder, her and I were just talking about this last night, you compartmentalize. And as soon as that compartmentalization happens, you have to be in that spot to remember it correctly, because the Mandela effect isn't just a mass idea of remembering incorrectly. It can happen on an individual level. And after time has gone on and you've had you know, alcohol, there's time that's passed. You've justified a weird thing because it was so out of place. When you go back to that in your mind, a lot of times you'll remember it incorrectly because of the justification that you use. Like who the fuck would be sad after a funeral and walking on the beach (laughs) at night in a a fucking blue orb in between two drunk guys? No (laughs) one. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Thank you for that. Why didn't he look at the blue orb? That's a good question. That's because right. he just got out of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't move his fucking face. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm just happy I documented the experience because yeah, it it um it is weird to try and remember. It's pretty hazy. Right. But immediately after I wrote it down. Um and then the other men in black thing was more um I was sober and it was more of a realistic experience like that felt more supernatural to me. I mean sure. not only cuz the orb but he just felt like a phantasm or something. Um that was before I was baptized and um so yeah the, all of these stories are like scattered over the past like 2 or 3 years but after I got baptized was another time I saw one again I believe which was basically long story short I was leaving a concert I left it early um I was with my girlfriend at the time and yeah, you guys are gonna make fun of me, but she had free tickets to see Pitbull, so we went ah. to see that. We stay, we saw Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah, we saw Mr. Worldwide for free like tickets five or free <laughs> tickets, dude. I just yeah. said this last yeah. night. Florida, you saw Pitbull in Florida. That's such a no. Florida thing to do. I hope so. I would never the, buy the, tickets to Pitbull, but if somebody <laughs> gave me them, fuck yeah, I'm going. And the question well, is, yeah. did Pitbull take you to the hotel room? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. So, um. <laughs> Holiday. The ironic thing, the ironic thing though, is he walked out to the song "Serious Eye in the Sky" Ooh. by the Alan Parsons Project. Oh shit! Yeah, which is a creepy song. But um, so so, anyways, just to paint the picture for you, we were not at this time. I was not in Florida. This is in Ohio, so it's even worse. It's at the Blossom, which is just white trash, you know. <laughs> but we we decided to leave no early. <laughs> we decided to leave early. Um, after the creepy serious song started playing and then yeah there's like absolutely no one outside and there's just another dude in a black suit uh fedora glasses whatever and he like smiles at me and checks his watch as i'm walking out of the exit and i look over at my girlfriend at the time and i'm like see do you believe me now and she's like (laughs) she's like i'll admit that was a little weird like that's definitely out of place and it just felt weird like i mean I, i know you're not supposed to 
base things on feelings, but the timing of it was very weird because I had just posted um, a whole thread on like James Shelby Downard and his relationship to the serious mystery and all that stuff. And oh, weird. Um, yeah. And like, I think, I think I deleted it like right after that. And I was getting like, I started to get like death threats and shit, like a, a number. I have no idea who it was. They texted me and just said, Hey, said, Hey, who's this? And they said the Grim Reaper. And I was like, LOL, who's it actually? And I search up the number and it traced back to like some military shit. And I was like, dude, this is fucked up. And um, so that's, yeah, I had a reason to get very serious about God and things have been more wholesome and peaceful since. Um, but yeah, that doesn't mean I don't believe in absolutely any of this anymore. Like I think it is real. I just think it's dangerous and where people are being unwittingly dragged into it on purpose. So that, that's kind of I'm glad you kind of brought that back around because I was going to ask you about that. I'm we are me and Ben especially are painfully aware of uh, not painfully, I guess, but uh, we are very aware of that ideology and the Christian Jesus thing because that's how we grew up. And the listeners are going to stab me for saying that again, but <laughs> that it's a new guest. OK, he doesn't know. So uh, the that's how we were brought up too. is that Jesus is the answer because of all this satanic shit that, you know, that we can clearly see going on, whatever you want to call it. So how does, what do you think that is with men in black? Is that military? And if it is why, but also things like aliens or the orbs and shit like that, are those just all demons? Cause that's a general Christian idea is that anything like that isn't human is of the spiritual realm. So it's either angelic or demonic. Is that where you've kind of come around with aliens and shit like that? You know, I think aliens are the fallen angels and I think stuff like the men in black, like they're demons, but it's like Anunnaki it's, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe like, dude, I mean, if they're promoting ancient aliens on history channel, probably not the truth. Right. It's just, sure. it's just, more, it's just more propaganda. Um, and Might yeah, be entertaining, but I'm not living my life on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they want people to believe that the aliens are like the old gods so if they do happen to return during some kind of blue beam event people will be like oh the enlightened masters the ascended masters they're back to save us in the aquarian age um, oh my god it's gonna be like an independence day when they're like we love you and they hold the signs up and they just blast them and destroy the building <laughs> right well so the men in black though it's like it's yeah it's simple as it being a demon but like it's more complex than that it's like the gatekeeper archetype right like the person who stands at the threshold or the, the, th the being thousand the eyes or whatever that one that one weird entity people see on DMT that has, is just covered in eyeballs. Um, have you heard of that? <laughs> I have heard of it. I don't know where that fits in. Um, it's possible because like the basically what I've broken these things down to is into like two categories. Like there's the dark demonic stuff, and then there's the false light. Right. Um, like I was saying, there's the black and white checkerboard. So like. Before you get to the mystery at the bottom of the labyrinth, you know, you have to pass the bridge troll. And so I think that those are like your men in black, your hat man, uh, slender man. Yeah, maybe the eyeball creature. I don't know. But then when you finally get down and you find the hidden treasure, the hidden mystery, you know, it's like this feminine. It's seductive. It's alluring. It's like it pulls you into this false light. And that's what I think Mystery Babylon is when, when the Bible describes uh in the book of revelation, this thing that the prophets were marveling at, they had no idea what it was. Um, and it seduced the whole world pretty much. Um, but yeah, so I think when people find that mystery though, it's almost like the, the typical adventurer who finds the cursed tomb and opens it and regrets it. 
Yeah. That, that's funny because uh, it does seem like the more these kind of ways of thinking are becoming mainstream, the more I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't know if yeah. it's because I'm contrarian. <laughs> people just call it contrarian. But like this this is this kind of thing isn't something that people talked about very much even 10 years ago. Aliens, mm-hmm. I've been talking about since I was a teenager because I smoke a lot mm-hmm. of weed. So, <laughs> I mean, but that wasn't something normal people talked about back then. And now it's in the normal everyday yahoo news and shit and it's it's like it's really gross to me now i'm like i don't even want to like look at that anymore that's stupid because everybody's into it now you know it's like people that hated michael jordan just because everybody loved michael jordan that's me i'm that guy so where do you think this is going before we run out of time here where do you think this is going with where we're at like in the book of revelation because i want to bring it back to that because you are a christian so are we in the middle of like are we on the verge because you were talking about earlier about how we're on the the edge of a new eon, or you know the the new oh, age. That's what, is that that's what they that's what they believe. Okay, so are we on the edge of a new eon, but just uh, not in a real good way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't, I really don't think it's going to last that long. Um, I mean, and I, these aren't my ideas. This is just like coming out of the Bible. Like I really believe it is the God inspired word. Um, but yeah, I would. And so when it comes to the Book of Revelation, though, I think that these prophecies happen kind of like in echoes, like they happen in the past, the present and the future on smaller and bigger scales, if that makes sense. And so I think we're watching the beast rise out of the sea as we speak, but also the horror of Babylon's already here. I think it's America. Like, you know, that's the a common book- thought actually. Yeah. Yeah, we're a yeah, whole, yeah. Uh... yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you come to the country, you know, you're immigrant here and you're greeted by ISIS. You know, I don't think that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty, it's pretty obvious. Well, you did say you were in Cleveland. What's so bad? What is it? What does that have to do with horse? Well, I no, guess no. <laughs> the idea of, of of Cleveland, Ohio, is is a place where ISIS could fly over and be like, "Oh my goodness, what do they need help with?" <laughs> I think no, he's talking I, about I, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, yeah. it was. A joke. Um, but yeah, no. So like the the ancient occultists, they called America, or not the ancient occultists. Sorry, people like Francis Bacon, they called America the New Atlantis, right? And then you had people like Plato say Egypt was a colony of Atlantis. And so what does America have anything to do with the freaking pyramid on the dollar or obelisks being everywhere? Like this is literally their new Atlantis. And and we're told in the occult literature and stuff that in order to initiate the new world order, they have to burn America like a Phoenix and let it rise again. And I think that's what we're seeing happening right now. All these trains exploding, um, you know, all these factories catching on fire. Uh, even COVID was a part of it. But yeah, the the beast, like, so in Revelation, I think the beast is rising out of the sea right now. I think that has something to do with the vaccine, uh, the hive mind um, that they're creating through AI. But again, this is all kind of a another more complex Hegelian dialectic. Like even people that don't believe in God obviously didn't get the vaccine, right? But you can see this theme in a ton of movies, like even John C. Lilly, who is also connected to the Discordians and all that. He said, oh, yeah, we're in the middle. You know, John C. Lilly, right? The neuroscientist who created float tanks and he tried to talk to dolphins. on LSD OK, yes, LSD. I knew it sounded yeah, yeah. familiar. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So he was doing a bunch of drugs and he came to a crazy realization that uh, apparently we're in the midst of a cosmic war between the SSI. And Echo, SSI is the solid state intelligence, this crazy AI being that wants to assimilate all organic life into a Borg. 
And then there is Echo, who is the Earth Coincidence Control Office, who sets up synchronicities to enlighten humanity and fight against the SSI. And so I don't trust a CIA spook, right? Or someone who helped create MKUltra. So I really believe that we're watching the beast fight against the Whore of Babylon, the Whore of Babylon being the fake enlightenment, the Luciferian enlightenment, and, you know, the very obviously bad stuff. Like, they, they put the bad stuff out there and make it super obvious on purpose. Like, we're, it doesn't take a genius to see something bad's going on. Like, I'm sorry. Right, and then if something <laughs> is going against it, that must be the good thing, even right, though it's right. also control. Okay, but gotcha. But comes out and makes it seem like the bad thing is what everyone should believe, and so that your your real brain is like, wait, hold on. What, I mean, we don't think that way, but I see people just going back and forth battling, like, well, I mean, it seems okay that this is happening, and vaccines sound great, and... You know, everyone should be non-binary and we should all <laughs> upload ourselves into the metaverse or whatever. Yeah, and soon we'll all be gray. Also, yeah. Yeah. That, though, I do want to say they've also demonized Christianity. It's something yeah. that believing in God is too. like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you guys talk about the way you were raised and how annoying it was and how you had to go to church all the time. But I think in a sense, your parents kind of did it wrong, too, where you can't just everybody does. Constant, I mean, yeah. they can do it themselves, but they forced it down your throats instead of letting you find God on your own. And once people find that on their own, it is super powerful. But if mm -hmm. it's forced down your throat and you have to go to church every single day, even on the weekends when it's lame, you know, then you're not going to grow up thinking that that's a cool thing to do. You're going to no, go it's against super, it. It's super unfortunate what has been done to the church. Like, like I was telling you guys off air, like I thought that I would escape CIA ops as soon as I found religion or whatever. And turns out it's all in the church too. Not just you know, I don't want to upset, upset any Catholics, but it's not just the Vatican. It's like literally the charismatic churches, the um, Pentecostal churches, all that stuff. It started with Azusa Street Revival, which was a total occult ritual. And, you know, that was what pushed me away from Christianity when I was seeking very early on. Like, I thought I had to go find that mystical enlightenment stuff because I would go to crazy charismatic churches and people would be passing out and speaking in tongues. And I'd be like, uh, if God is real, he does not give a shit about this because I was like, or like, or like people are people like treating him like a rock star and singing love songs to him. I just couldn't get on board with it. I was like, bro, John Dude, Christian rock it, is yeah. almost as cringy as new age shit. Like, uh, yes. Stop. And it. I was like, I was like, bro, John was in a fucking cave having intense revelations. Possibly and these people, on drugs. <laughs> uh, I think he was filled with the Holy spirit. But anyways, I, I think like when I saw these people with just perfect polished faces singing these love songs of Jesus, I was like, this is not what I imagined the truth to look like. And it's not. Um, yeah. I'm if not you saying, go into a church and you hear this, <laughs> that's probably not the place you want to be to find <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The speaking in tongue stuff is what pushed me away. Long story short, but I ended up just reading the Bible for myself eventually. And I was like, wow, it doesn't even talk about any of that hardly. And um Dude, it just makes so much more sense when you actually just read it for yourself. I feel like the reason a lot of people are pushed away is because they don't read it and they just they just believe what everyone else says about it. It's so crazy that. Yeah, yeah and that's that, where religions yeah, no. are a big problem, like organized religion, like everybody. So we just had this discussion the other day, too, about God revealing himself. There's a verse in the Bible that says God reveals himself to every man. I think that's a verse in the Bible. Anyway, maybe it's just something I heard at church. But <laughs> it, that seems to be true. And people come to what their perception of God is in their own way, in their own time. And maybe religion, some, you know, organized religions helps, helps with that. And it kind of directs them in the way that they find God on their, you know, in their own way or whatever. But uh, that was almost a heretical thing to the way we grew up because they're like, no, this is the only way. 
I'm like, it might be, but people have different perspectives on that same way. Maybe they have a different language and they call it something else. And that's dicey area too. And what, what do you think about that? Because that is, it's almost a zeitgeist type of idea, you know, where everything, all these religions are the same. They just well, use he, different uh, words. And it is I mean, to an extent though. Yeah. I mean, so when it comes to like how I was talking about new age and the idea that we create our own reality, I think it, that's true to an extent. Obviously the brain's super powerful, but you can't just stop believing in taxes or stop believing in gravity and manifest reality where they go away. It just doesn't work like that. There's obviously According to a, the secret you can dude. Have you ever watched <laughs> secret? <laughs> the secret has ruined a lot of lives. I can tell you that. So I really believe that there's objective truths here. It's very obvious. And if our reality is objective, then there has to be one truth. I mean that like, it doesn't make sense to me that some random fringe guy on the internet is going to create his own smorgasbord belief system out of every specific book. That's just the right amount of books. He found just the right books and created yeah. just the right system. And it's the one guy and you happen to find him on YouTube. Like that doesn't make sense to me. I think that there is no secret. The secret was revealed long ago. And basically what's happened is that, yeah, it's been totally demonized and all of conspiracy culture discredits literally everything. So you can't even just read a book anymore without thinking it's trying to control you, but just read the Bible. It's not about control, bro. It's like all of these amazing, hopeful stories. What is controlling about that? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, yes, the church and the Vatican, stuff like that has been so used I, for that So I would purpose. say that it, right, it has been used for control. The yeah, Bible yeah. itself is not, but it has been used. Those two things, the way I remember when I was little, when we were in church, I asked my parents, hey, I read this verse in the Bible and it meant something different to me. And the pastor said it differently. And they're like, well, he just knows more about it than you do. And right. I was like, so I wonder... How many people in here? I was a kid, so I just believed my parents. I'm like, yeah, you're right. He probably does. First mistake. But, <laughs> but, but as an adult, people continue into adulthood and just believe that this phrase means exactly what the pastor tells them it means. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't mean that. And then they start this kind of like a cult. That's what churches are. They get a big group of people to believe this beautiful mystical book in their, in their exact interpretation only. With nothing yeah. That's the problem I have with organized religion is that that one guy, the pastor, that's telling everybody his interpretation of the same scripture that the church next door is going to have a different interpretation of. I don't have a problem with people getting together and discussing these things. It's, this is kind of like church for us. Like this, yeah, is, yeah. this is our church. So I, I don't have a problem with people, you know, forsaking the assembling of yourselves together or whatever that verse is. It's, but, the, uh, it's exactly what we're warned about, though. It's, you know, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. You know, beware, you know, God... In Jeremiah, I think it's the book of Jeremiah where God sends a message to the prophet and says, like, I'm so pissed at these shepherds who have led my flocks astray. Like they were seeking me and they totally fuck shit up. And so yeah. and like he even says in the book of Jeremiah that false religion is worthless. Like Jeremiah was standing at the gates of churches that were supposedly trying to worship God. And he's like, this is all crap. You're doing it all wrong. Like these are wolves in sheep clothing. They're false prophets. They're literally listening to their own dreams. They're just saying stuff they're saying this is a message from the lord it's not they're just saying stuff and like i think that's happening right now like in that book in that book the book of jeremiah god says because of all these false prophets i will make your food bitter and your water poisonous and that is exactly what we're seeing happening right now with these bogus revivals and dude it's just crazy yeah and it's it's hard it gets harder and harder because there's so especially with the age of the internet and <clears throat> sorry i'm urban <laughs> The age of the oh, internet good. and way too much information to for any one person to look through, then you you you're gonna get cherry picking, and that's what's happening all over the place. People are like, well, like you said, so if reality is objective, 
then we can't just be putting our own, you know, definitions on things. But it's weird because our reality is objective, but it's also highly subjective to every single person. So I think that's mm-hmm. where, that's where a lot of people are confused. I'm not above that at all. I get confused as to, you know, the objectivity of my reality versus somebody else's because that person's reality is totally different than mine, even though we're looking at the same shit. Hard yeah, I mean, social re- social reality and culture like consensus reality that is definitely shaped by our own ideas. Um, but yeah, sorry, I got distracted. Oh, I do that all the time. You're ADHD. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. Before we get out of here though, um, where do you uh, just your own thoughts spitball on me here or not on me, but you can, <laughs> but uh, the next couple years, like uh, I know, you know, 2030 is a big thing. Agenda 2030. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck about the politics anymore. I'm so over it. I wish it would just all go away and die or something, but um, you know, or just not be in my face anymore. But what do you think for the next five to 10 years? We'll say, what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to see the beast rise up? Is the beast AI? Cause that's kind of my thoughts is that the beast or the antichrist is AI. Yeah, so I remembered what I was going to say. So I'll finish with, I'll finish that thought, and then I'll answer your question. So okay. what I was going to say, what I was going to say about like um, subjective versus objective reality. Like, yes, there is a component of subjectivity to reality, but there's obviously objective rules, right? Like, we don't just get to not eat or drink and still live because we believe we're a breathinarian or something. Like, there's, <laughs> <laughs> and like when it comes to people, like, so there's obviously rules here, right? There's laws of nature. There's laws of physics and people's biggest gripe with the Bible, it seems is like, well, I don't want to obey God. It's like, dude, those commands are not a punishment. It's literally to live a spiritually safer, a mentally more sane and a physically healthier life. You know, if you don't do any of those things, it's just going to be better. Like I promise, but five, 10 years, <laughs> I really believe that we're going to see, um, the QAnon. Like I said, I think the QAnon narrative is, is going to be somewhat vindicated and it but might in a false re- way you mean like, in, a, in a false not way a, yes not yes. in a good way okay part part of the truman show script that we've been talking about right. um so yeah after all these trains and all this stuff you know all these factories are done exploding and poisoning the water and making the food bitter i think trump is going to have a plan to create a quantum leap in america's standard of living i mean that's his slogan right now for his new campaign um seriously Yes, yes, pretty creepy, right? Because what the I, th- fuck? I think QAnon will be revealed to be a quantum AI. And I think people will be more willing to put their trust in an AI to run the government, the judicial system, the banks, and everything after everything crashes, right? Is that, Q- yeah, that, that makes sense. They're putting so much distrust in the government, so obviously and in your face, especially with things like Biden and Kamala, like they're putting it out there, and even people that trusted the government are starting to go. Yeah. Whoa, these are not people that should be running shit. I know, so but have you ever seen Remember AI, Travelers? Travelers has the director. Right, That's the director, exactly yeah. like what you're talking about. That's Q, yeah, mm-hmm, the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they made Biden like very obviously a idiot on purpose be, to, to force people to want Trump. I mean, that's literally what's happening. It's, it's social engineering. It's causing division. I think there will be a civil war type scenario, but ultimately I think it will lead to this quantum leap in living, they're going to replace the trains with these high tech bullet trains that go all across the country and smart cities and all this crap. And I think that when people accept Q, right, like, or this AI, it doesn't even have to be Q. I just think an AI will start running the banks and the judicial system and the government and stuff like that. And it'll seem really good at first. And it totally makes sense that Trump and Elon and all these people are on the same side, right? And so shortly after that, though, people think this is a really good thing. The economy will boom. These are all just 
you know, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just saying this is what I think will happen. And after all this, everything, after everything goes good for a bit, I think the AI will turn on people like it does in every bad movie. And so people will be like, oh my God, this is the Antichrist. This is, this is bad. You know, the AI is trying to control us and turn us into a hive mind and all this stuff. And the smart cities are locked down and nothing works. And then there'll be some kind of false savior situation, whether that be aliens, UFOs, I'm not sure. But I think that, I think that will be the actual Antichrist system is whatever saves us from this fake great awakening that's about to happen. Damn. It's a lot of layers of psyop. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's not exactly positive. I mean, thank you for leaving on that note. No, uh, <laughs> well, the, then Jesus uh, returns and we all live happily ever Right, after. so that well, is the Christian view, though, is that, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to get super shitty, and then we're going to have the actual Savior, Jesus, come back, and then we get whisked off the earth or whatever, whatever your idea on that whole scenario is, because a lot of yeah, people Yeah, well, are, I just ask, I'm just, you know, I want people to try and fix it then. Go ahead, try. Yeah. <laughs> exactly i mean seriously i don't know what they expect but like people have been trying this for literally all of time there's always been conspiracies for all of time there's always been groups of people powerful people you know conspiring against the masses there's always been mystical seekers trying to take these people down and every time they get a little bit close they're either killed or the facade has changed and there's nothing new under the sun if anyone was ever going to tear down the matrix or transcend reality and blast off in space it would have happened but all these books that people are reading about how to become enlightened. Those people are just collecting checks. The people writing them, they're not, they haven't left yet. What are they still doing here? Like it just doesn't, and none of it makes sense. Dude, I so totally agree <laughs> with you. I love that because I think that all the time when I see that someone's spiritually enlightened and they've found out how to live life, they're not, if they're not giving that shit out for free, then they're a fucking hypocrite. I'm no, sorry. And exactly. And the ones that maybe did figure it out, they aren't here anymore because they checked the fuck out if that is possible, you know, so you're, you're not going to have somebody who checked out the matrix writing a book. Cause he's not fucking here anymore. And probably also doesn't give a shit. We have the book. book about it. We have, we have the book. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty much free in any it hotel. Is free. I was going to say any hotel, you just go to a hotel. If you want to read a Bible, they have yeah, it all yeah. there, which is crazy in 2023. They still, allow I will it. admit though, I am a hypocrite. I sell books, but I'm just saying like, I'm not offering a way to escape. No, you're, not, though. you're selling <laughs> books though, that are entertaining to read. I'm not saying they're false or anything, but you're telling stories. It's not like, this is the way that you can live the best life you can possibly live. This is the key to life right here. Like the Bible. Mm. If mm. you had that and you didn't want to give that away for free, then yes, that would be no, exactly. And sad, you're just sharing your perspective, so that's different. Books, though, I'm not mm. saying selling books is a bad thing. Selling, no, no, no. I know you selling are. I was the just, answer I was to life. Out, I am <laughs> no, you're uh, not. We all are, dude. Uh, we all fall short of the glory of God, right? We're all hypocrites. Mm. So mm -hmm. you know what? We can just deal with it and at least admit it. But dude, we will let you go. Our time is up. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. I'm so glad we could make it happen. Uh, I love all your talks you've ever done, and it's always something new and crazy. And this was new and crazy too. <laughs> this yeah. is a new Nick Hinton. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, sorry if it's not what you're expecting. Um, but yeah, oh no, no, it was great. It was thank you. Perfect. Uh, do you have any links or anything uh, people should be looking out for in the future? Uh, just Nick Hinton, N I C K H I N T O N N on Twitter and Instagram um hopefully have three new books out which is all of my my testimony basically how all of this started to make sense to me the crazy men in black stuff the demon whatever <laughs> um Love it. 
Yeah, Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black, whatever, all that crazy stuff. And a book about the Ashbury Revival and the speaking in tongues and the Leviathan spirit, the Horde Babylon, all that stuff is in the works as well. But yeah, I'll probably release those and dip and live on a homestead. So nice. Good. <laughs> nice. I'll join you there at some point. Yeah, dude, you're welcome. All right, man. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks all the listeners on Rockfin Audio, YouTube, wherever you're listening. Uh, we love you all too. Bye.